I think we can all agree those kind of videos are incredibly hard. They may have uh, lovely finishes, they tend to finish on a high point, but they are incredibly challenging to watch, be it because of something we've witnessed someone else experience, for some of us, personal experiences play into them. But they are challenging. And sadly, they lead me to a confession. Um, I am a huge uh, advocate of things like Red Nose Day, Sports Relief. I think they're superb organizations. Oftentimes, they're on a Friday evening, and I would be doing youth work on a Friday. So I would record them. And I would get home. And I would begin to watch the sketches, and James Corden would do something funny. And then one of those videos would come on. And much to my shame, I fast-forwarded them. That's why I recorded them, because I was like, I want a good time. I want to enjoy what's going on, but these make me feel bad. I do not like them. I do not want them on a Friday evening. And that made me realize something. It, not, I don't think, because I'm a bad person. I hope not. But because sometimes the challenge is so overwhelming. Sometimes those videos seem so bleak and like we are completely helpless to doing anything. We can feel a little bit like this whole thing is going on out there and yet we somehow fall short of being able to provide something. So I would fast forward them. I'm not proud of it. It's not something that I do now, largely because I tend to watch them live and don't have the option to, which seems to have negated the first issue. But I watch them and I'm moved by them. You may be one of those people that watches these videos continually. You may be the person who logs onto BMS's website and watches these videos before we show them. You may be well aware of the challenges that the world faces, or you may be like me, avoid them, fast forward them. It may be that you're one of those people that crosses the road when there's someone homeless because they make you uncomfortable. Maybe as you walk down the street, you see a character who you're not sure necessarily looks particularly savory, so you pull your coat that little bit tighter, maybe put your hands just over your phone and your wallet to make sure that they're secure. It's funny, these videos are incredibly difficult to watch. They leave us feeling very uncomfortable, but you don't need to travel to Afghanistan to find need. You don't need to watch videos produced from all over the world to see that there is need. If you pop into Newport, into Cardiff, Friars Walk, St. David's Centre, the minute you walk out, I can guarantee you within five to ten paces, you will be confronted by homelessness. Someone sat their cap out in front of them, asking for money. And we're left with that challenge, what do we do? Do we cross the road? Do we engage in conversation a little bit more intensely so it makes us not feel so bad for ignoring them? Do we fake a phone call? What do we do? Do we fast forward the videos? It concerns me. If I've done it, I'm hoping I'm not the only person that's fast forwarded and crossed roads in their time. But it's risky and it worries me because I think the church is going to be less known for its love and instead we're going to get known for this divine commandment of out of sight, out of mind. If we can put this stuff far, away from, uh, sorry, far enough away from ourselves, we can begin to assume everything's good. God is good. The world is good. Life is good. So long as I don't need to see the problems and don't need to respond to them, I can have this comfortable, happy faith. I don't see it. I don't believe it's right. 
The worry is that we have things like this, Harvest Sunday, and we bring all these gifts, and they're amazing, and we're left feeling like we've done our bit. September ticked. God, I am good. I totally brought, like, some beans and some tomatoes, and this year, like, some brunch bars, and I've done my bit, God. Some of them I bought for harvest, not just cleared out my cupboard because I forgot until this morning that it was harvest. We do it. We feel like we've done our bit. Tick the box. It had been very easy to have done a harvest message and talked about farming. Harvest and farming tie hand in hand really nicely. It had been very easy to do a message on the challenges of parenthood. But instead I felt like maybe we wanted to look at a different angle of the harvest. This idea of the seen and the unseen. This idea of what's going on on the two levels. On the level of what we see, visibly, and on the level of what's happening, that undercurrent. So we're just going to watch a real short video that just gives us a small glimpse of how this works. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Watching YouTube videos of time-lapse plants is a horrendous way to lose a whole afternoon, I promise you. Um, <laughs> that was one of the shorter ones. Some of them are like years of footage. But I don't know what you're drawn to when you watch it. Are you drawn to the roots? Are you drawn to watching all the stuff that's happening under the surface? Or are you drawn to watching the leaves begin to flourish? But what we see is two elements that need one another. Two elements that are fully dependent on the other. Roots without a plant are just wasted. And yet a plant without roots is not a plant. So I'm just going to ask June to come forward and she's going to give us a short reading this morning that I think gives us a wonderful biblical perspective of this seen and unseen. Our reading this morning is from James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. 
What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good, even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodgings to the spies and sent them off in different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Amen. Seen and unseen. Another way, above ground, underground, insight, out of sight, faith, actions. They all are saying the same thing. What's more important? It's what James is wrestling with. What's more important? So I want you to consider this question as we have harvest as our theme. What good is a plant with no roots? I'm some, sure some of you who have a better understanding of plant life will tell me there are many plants that survive without roots. But on a whole, let's work on the basis of my understanding. Likewise, what good would roots be without a plant? What does my faith look like without any actions? And what do my actions look like without any faith? The seen and the unseen. I wonder what it would look like if I placed one of our lives on this table. What would it look like? Would it look like a whole host of actions? Or would it look like a real good attendance to prayer meetings? Or would it be one of those wonderful mixes of both? Of relationship with God and yet action in our community. Because that's what I think James is challenging us to, and that's what I want us to consider as we look at plant life, as we look at what the harvest is, this perfect mix of the seen and the unseen. This perfect example of faith. I spent uh, time growing up in Cheddar and had friends that farmed, and there is a really tense period for farmers, and I'm sure gardeners have the same thing, where there is no visible thing 
to what you've planted. You take the seed, you take the crop, whatever it may be, you place it underground, you cover it again, and then you have no sign of anything for days, for weeks. There's a whole host of faith that something is happening under the surface. Something under the surface is happening, but yet there may not be anything above ground. Please be encouraged as we go forward in this message. This is not a criticism of those of you who are building faith. There are times when it is not working itself out immediately. That's okay. Please do not gauge your faith only by that that is visible. But don't lose the challenge. Verse 15. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. Out of sight, out of mind. That's the risk that we have. Out of sight, out of mind is a huge risk for us that if we keep pushing to the sides the needs of the world, our faith suddenly has no action. That is a huge risk for us. So I want you to consider this for a moment. When was the last time you saw need? Now I'm not talking about the BMS video that we just watched. That would be the cheating answer. When was the last time you saw it in real life? Maybe it was in a street Maybe it was a family member, a friend. When was the last time you saw genuine need? Someone needed feeding, someone needed clothing. There was a scenario that was real. And then I want you to consider this. What did you do? What did you do? I make no apologies for the fact that for some of us, that's a hugely challenging question because we know We said that whole line, you know what, look after yourself, be good, I'll pray for you, and wandered off. Just left them be, did nothing. We aren't called to be good little Christians who meet here on a Sunday and sing some songs, pray some prayers, nod when I say something that you agree with and generally try to look engaged for the duration of the message before having tea and coffee at the end of it. That is not what we are called to. It is way more than that. I believe we are called to have a faith that is full. We are called to be sat here or stood here worshipping a God for his goodness to us. We are meant to be praying prayers that are heartfelt for the lost, the hurting and the broken. To know who the lost, the hurting and the broken are, we probably need to mix with them. And then I pray that these words, the things that I say, don't just leave people nodding in agreement, but yet translate into action in our weeks. I don't just stand here and say these things. I don't spend time in my office in the week preparing. I know Pastor Mark's the same because this is our job. And our job description says on a Sunday, you're going to need to speak for like 20 minutes. If you can just bang that out, we're all good. That's not why I do this. I do this because I believe the things the Bible says translate into a different world when they are lived. And that's the challenge we face. What does it look like if we begin to mix our faith with action? 
we see a harvest that is full. We see a full harvest. I want to encourage you, when we act, when we move into that realm of action, when we respond to what we see, we do not do it alone. Matthew 28, 20, and surely I am with you always. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is what we have that the world doesn't. This is the difference between someone just doing some good stuff and someone of faith doing things that will make an eternal difference. I am with you always. It's what sets us apart. You know what? It's why we don't need to fast forward the videos and cross the road. Not because of what we're generating, but because of he that's with us. We are not in a hopeless situation. We are not in a world that is going to beat us. Why is that? Because church, when we step out in action, we do not step out alone. When we step out in faith, we do not step out alone. We are the hands and the feet of God in this very community. And yet for many of us, the answer to what did we do when we last saw a need was pray about it. Please hear me. I'm not saying pray about it is not important. Please hear me, I am not dismissing the power of prayer. But for some of us, it is a wonderful get-out-of-jail-free card. And we use it so we can carry on with our lives and feel good about ourselves. But as I read the Bible, as I see what is said in it, I believe we are also called to be the practical response to the need. We are challenged to combine both that faith and that action together. A good harvest, a good crop, relies on the relentless, tireless work of the roots. Every day the roots are there. Every day they are taking nutrients from the earth. Every day they are drawing in everything that is needed to allow the crop to be healthy and strong. That's why we go to the prayer meetings. That's why we read our Bibles. That's why me and Mark do what we do here on a Sunday. It's because we need healthy roots. We need to draw our strength from God. And then, then we are called to an action that has this amazing, solid foundation. We are called to an action that will change the world. For some, traveling to Afghanistan, training women, in safe procedures for having children. An amazing, amazing job. I'm sure it's incredibly rewarding. For some, that call to action is filming an amazing promo video. That's their calling. For some, it's sat back in London, editing together all the footage that that person's drawn. Others may have nothing to do with BMS, but they fly planes that are taking workers around the world to make a difference. Someone else sat in a warehouse is making parts for planes that are flying workers to Afghanistan to help women. Someone else is making lunch for the workers in a warehouse who are making plane parts. Someone else is at home doing the washing, looking after the house so that the other can go and work their job in a staff canteen in a warehouse.
Others, it's posting finished videos on websites and making sure they run smoothly and that people can access the downloads. Others, putting together a service that promotes what BMS is doing. And for others, giving a gift for the work that they do. Others still called to pray continually for what they are doing. Please hear this. Faith in action looks different for everybody. No one of those jobs is more important than the other. Because actually if you take an element out, the whole thing begins to fall apart. So hear this. I am not looking at you thinking, gosh, they don't do enough. It just looks different. That's okay. Be released into the thing you are good at. Be released into being confident as to who God has made you to be. Please be released in knowing that you do not go alone. As I begin to close, I want you to consider this. You may be a fast forwarder. You may be one of those cross the roaders. You may be one of those people that says, I'm kind of a private kind of faith person, you know, I keep it to myself. Don't want don't to put anyone off with my faith, gosh. Heaven forbid they heard the message of the gospel. Okay. But I want to challenge you this morning. I want to encourage you with this verse, and this verse is what I hang very confidently everything I've said on. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, church, us, today, our lives, this afternoon, tomorrow at work, anything, everywhere, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, your action, your faith in action. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is how the gospel will spread. Not by us doing amazing things in church. The gospel will spread by the world seeing our faith in action. Be encouraged. I want you to let your light shine. Let it shine. And let it shine in the way that only you can. I've said it numerous times before and I hope I will continue to say it. If we all shone in the same way, it would be a very, very dull Sunday morning. It would be a very dull life. You are uniquely made. And your light will shine in a way that only yours can. So I pray that you would let it make a difference. Let your light make a difference in this world. I want you to consider this as you leave this place, as we barbecue together, as you go into your weeks. What is God calling you to do above ground? What is God calling you to do that's visible? What is it for you? Maybe you're doing it and you know it and you love it. Amen. Maybe you're doing something and you know it's not what you want to be doing. Change. Maybe you're just beginning to discover it. 
Maybe you've been avoiding it. But that challenge remains. What is God calling you to do above ground? Faith is more than just here. Faith needs to be everywhere. It needs to go through everything we do.